Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. And David, last time you left us with a cliffhanger, a real good one. You said there are two words that are everything. They explain the entire concept that you want to move forward with. Which is that Esther was the Steve Jobs of divine history. And the holiday of Purim is the iPad of 2,500 years ago. Correct. Perfect way of using today's metaphors to understand this biblical concept. And I will continue to mix them at my leisure, but come on, we're all waiting. <laughs> so this Tell is me the two we words. Got, we got out of baseball and went into technology. This is very good. So we're all waiting. As they we're say, all you, waiting. You know what you say in Israel? New, new, no, come no, on, no. let me hear. So let me give you the English translation of Esther chapter 9, verse 27. The Jews upheld and accepted upon themselves and upon their offspring and upon all who would associate with them that it should not fade away and to fulfill these two days according to their writing and according to their time each and every year. I know what two words you're referring to. Upheld and accepted. Kimu v'kiblu in Hebrew. Correct. Upheld and accepted. It seems the way that you are reading the verse is the Jews upheld and they accepted. That's what the words mean. And in fact, I'm sure your translation says the same thing. It would indicate that it's the plural. They accept it, meaning the Jews accept it. Right. But if I was writing the Bible, all you had to really say is the Jews establish upon themselves and their offspring, da 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 da. It does seem to be an extra word. And as we know, whenever we study the Bible, we never take an extra word and say that's just an extra word for stylistic reasons. If the Bible put it in, it's there for a reason. So they upheld and accepted does seem to be a bit superfluous. One would be enough. It's redundant. No need. There's a way to edit to make it short and sweet. And yet it didn't do that. So what does it mean? I would say it means the Jews established the holiday of Purim. And the next word is he accepted. Oh, I see what you're doing here. Capital H, that God accepted. Something that happened here on earth, God accepted in heaven. You're referring to the concept that we call in Hebrew Cree and Ketiv. Yes. The way that we read it and the way that it's written, because indeed this verse has a difference in the pronunciation and the way that it's written. The way that it's pronounced is indeed the way that I said it. Kimu v'kiblu. They established, they accepted. But the way it's written, that second word, kiblu, if one were to read it without the vocalization, simply looking at the words, remember, Hebrew does not have vowels. Those are all known by tradition. It actually is written as if it says, Vikibel, he accepted. We have a tradition to read it as if it says, they accepted, but the written way is in he accepted. And when it comes to Cree and Ketiv, the way that it's pronounced and the way that it's written, our tradition says that both have independent meaning. This is great. Thank you for giving that summary. Now that we can understand there's an independent interpretation of the way it is written in the text, not the way it's pronounced. My argument is, this proves that Esther was written by the Holy Spirit. And how is that proof manifest? How would you know that God accepted what we did here on earth? The only way is through the Holy Spirit. So you're reading it, which is in line with our tradition. 
Kimu Vikiblu. They established and they accepted, but also they established, and accordingly, he, with a capital H, God himself, accepted that which they established. God approved of their establishment of the holiday of Purim and their canonization of the book of Esther. And more so, that the internal nature of Purim will always be celebrated in Israel. And therefore, that is a proof of the Holy Spirit's involvement in this, because it's not merely saying that the people accepted, which, speaking of classified information, doesn't tell me that the Holy Spirit was involved. We can see people accepted Purim. But prophetically, saying that we always will celebrate it, that's a form of the Holy Spirit. And over here, the fact that God himself approved of that celebration and that permanence, that itself is another form of the Holy Spirit. God himself giving us divine information, access to God's mind, if you will. And I would even go a little further than that, more than just acceptance, that God himself put that idea into the world, and Esther was the one to actualize it. What idea? The idea that I can celebrate God when his revelation is completely in the dark for everyone. Fascinating. Esther is all about celebrating God when he seems to be absent. Until Esther, in Jewish history, we celebrated God when he was manifest, the splitting of the sea, the revelation of the Ten Commandments at Sinai. And the Feast of Tabernacles, God's divine hand throughout the 40 years in the desert. But celebrating God when he seems to be absent, that's a new concept, and that is what we call in Hebrew the chidush, the revolutionary nature of what Purim is and what the Book of Esther is. Outside the land of Israel, no sovereignty over Jerusalem, between First and Second Temple period, with a book that doesn't have God's name, yet we celebrate God. Who did that? Who was the person? Who was the conduit of that revolutionary idea? Is Esther. Esther, which means hiddenness. The name of Esther means hiddenness. In a book about hiddenness, that tells me I'm supposed to reveal God in the world. And in fact, the Hebrew book of Esther is actually called Megillat Esther. And if we want to speak on a somewhat idiomatic level, Megillah has the word gilui, which means revelation. Megillat Esther can be understood as revelation of that which is hidden. Perfect, Scott. And a perfect way to end our podcast today. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. Blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.